Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's right, everybody. It's Mole Patrol. It's that podcast you like about the mole. Season two, episode seven is what we're talking about here today on reality TV wrap ups. I'm Josh Wiggler. I would be joined here by Jess Lease if she hadn't uh, chosen 50,000 Wario bucks over appearing on the podcast this week. You know what, Josh? Oh, whoa, she's here. You, you oh. ranked you ranked me your least favorite co-host, so naturally I'm going to take the Wario Bucks and I'm going to peace out. I believe that that was Brooklyn Zed who ranked you as their least favorite co-host. Sure, they I thought did. the lists were anonymous. Yeah. Uh, by the way, just dragging like I would never, if I were to play on a future season, the more I would never answer anything honestly ever again. Well, you already know that, Josh. You already know that if they say... I do, but some of these people, Jess, are definitely answering honestly. They're like, yeah, I don't like Katie that much. And so now that's come up. Like, what are they going to say now that they've been doxxed? I don't know, but, you know, you start a task and Anderson Cooper's going to be like, we need someone who likes to watch television and eat pizza. Don't pick that one, Josh. I'll be be like, that ain't me. Yeah, no way. (laughs) Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. And Anderson Blake, could it be you? In fact, it's me! <laughs> I can't deny I love pizza and television so much. <laughs> uh, I am really loving the television, if not the pizza, of the Mole Season 2. Thankfully, no pizza really to report of this week, so we don't have to besmirch Italy's honor any further, at least this week. But we do have to talk about lard and gnomes. Mm. And gladi- so gladiatorial games. Uh, before we got on here, uh, I had remarked to Jess and Zed that, wait, which podcast is this this week? Is this The Bowl Patrol or is this Final Fantasy, uh, which Zed and I podcast about? Because it's like a random encounter. There's like a boss fight in the gladiatorial arena this week. Yeah, we got we got st- stocked up with swords and armor. <laughs> Definitely real metal on metal sounding armor. And bloody eggs, Jess. This is one of those times when I think it probably looked a lot better on a 2002 TV. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. What is that? 
these bloody eggs. Here, let's bloody tuck eggs. a little bloody egg inside your armor. Uh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, we'll have to draw blood, fake blood. <laughs> I see that we, uh, we, Anderson and the the mole team this season, Jess, were like, I see laser tag. I raise you, physical sword fighting gladiatorial trial by combat. And one guy has chainmail, and that guy definitely brought his own chainmail. Yeah, like, yeah else... I'm not wearing that plastic nonsense. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like this was like a special guy who's the leader of the pack. The leader of the he was probably he's just like yeah, I brought my own gear, uh, bringing my own stuff to the to the game. Yeah, and he definitely like he raised his hand in the briefing. He's like, "Is this allowed?" Yeah. It's like when the, that trio of, of goons from Final Fantasy brings in their like rough yes. friend in the leather vest. Yeah, Burke and and Brett and whoever. Yeah. Uh, I was reminded of uh, the the legendary Senior Chang, who in Modern Warfare comes to the Dean, uh, pitching himself as the paintball god, saying, "I'm one of those douchebags who brings my own equipment." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's who this guy exactly. was this week. It's like I got my I got my own stuff. Uh, so that goes down. There's a literal sword fight as there is a relay race involving a gnome covered in lard. Ugh. A lard covered gnome. This week's mole is lard and in charge, and I am. Just flabbergasted. This isn't the episode that you keep hyping up? No. no. Because this was ridiculous. I kept laughing. I was like, wait, it gets, is this, yep. this has to yep. be it. No. It gets better. There's at least like two more times you're going to be like, this is it, right? And we're going to be like, nope. Because they go to, they go to breakfast and there's gnomes in their teacups and this isn't <laughs> it. And, and, it. And the gnomes say, I will break you. Will break this is you. So intense. Yep. Okay, Dolph Lundgren. Oh gosh, this isn't it. Like they go nope. to breakfast, and now everyone has a different little teacup, and there's a tiny ass little gnome in each of them with little like angry different face and different colors. But wait, there's more. And it and, and it's not. It that's this isn't the funniest thing. Nope. Not by long shot. Oh, I thought it was hysterical. Oh, it, um, it was, but it is. It is. I cracked up so hard. I loved this episode. Best one elite, yet, for sure. Television, Josh. Oh my God. This it, it's uphill from here, Josh. I don't even I don't even know what to do uh with the rest of my life once uh, we're through this season. <laughs> Luckily we prolong it, at least I prolong it. Next week we are not moving straight ahead into season two, episode eight. As mentioned, we are going to do a uh, spoiler-filled edition of The Mole Season 2. I shall not be here. It's going to be Zed. It's going to be Jess. You guys are going to hold it down, talk about all the spoilery things that you want. This is for people who've seen this whole season or who do not care to be spoiled. I obviously will never listen to this podcast that you are going to create, so feel free to say whatever you want to about me behind my back. And also write in with your feedback. Mole Patrol at Rob has a website Dot com. That's Mole Patrol at Rob has a website.com. Your feedback will be greatly desired for this episode of the Mole Patrol. 
uh, I won't be here. It's going to be great. I will be away. And then I will be very sad because I will not have been watching the mole for a week or so. And I really just kind of want to keep going and get into episode eight. Uh, I love this season. I love these people. You like Even you're advertising like a holiday furniture sale or something. <laughs> I'm advertising. Uh, you you like gnomes? Wait until you get them greased. I got greased gnomes for sale. You want a greased gnome? Okay, now it's cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love this couch. I love these people. I love this ottoman. Yeah. I love my wife and kids, but you know what I love even more? Grease gnomes. Love my grease gnomes. You gotta, you just dip them in the, in the lard. You put them in a bucket. You run around, put them in your bicycle, put it in the basket. A grease gnome for every home. Zed, did you invite Bobcat Goldthwait? Because I know I didn't. I don't even know Bobcat Goldthwait. I will, I, I want, I want a grease gnome for every home. This is my campaign. You promised all the people out there in the Mole Patrol Kingdom. You vote for me as your favorite host, and I get you a grease gnome. Um, think about that. The week that I'm away. Encouragement. I don't know that that's you want a gnome. People want you want a gnome. I can get it no. for you. You want a grease gnome? I'll get you two. I no. don't want any I kind want of gnome. You run around. You don't break it. Don't break it. You buy it. No. You break it. You buy it. No exemptions to the rule. The cost is $30,000. $30,000 per broken it's a grease very gnome. very expensive gnome. This Here's is the fine I... print. I shouldn't be reading this part out loud. <laughs> Here's where I want to start. Why gnomes? Why are they gnomes? This is not a gnome-heavy part of the world. Nope. Why, why are there gnomes? This is why? not the amazing race. No. They don't have a, they don't have a sweet, sweet Travelocity roaming gnome sponsorship. <laughs> it's so, just gnomes. So here's gnomes. Gnomes so, qua gnomes. So here's my central issue at this current moment in time. You're asking us? You're asking me? Like, this is supposed to be my question for you. You've both seen this season. There's no explanation for this. There's There's no explanation for anything that happens for the rest of the show. And you're going to have to just (laughs) sit on that. I get it for the the, the Caesar thing. Like, I kind of get. At least they're in Italy. Mm Mm-hmm. There's not. There's no rhyme or reason to the greased gnomes. No, there wasn't some sort of like hidden smart team reference that I'm missing because I'm on the stupid team. No, it's amazing. Yeah, what a not, choice. They are not anywhere near Rome, are they? They're in Tuscany. They're yeah, in Tuscany. Roaming, They're in Luca. No. Yeah, I'm looking up Luca. It is west of Florence. Yeah, um, they're nowhere near Rome right now. I mean, yeah. nowhere near Rome is, you know, but they're not near Rome. No, they are very far from Rome. So you can't even say like a greased Rome. Yeah, no. It is, there is no, yeah, there's no greased Rome. My goodness. I love it so much. It is, yeah. su- it, it is such a strong choice. That like everybody, nobody is able to escape the lunacy of, including the producers. Heather is going to explain this to a producer and you hear the producers <laughs> cracking up in the background. She can't say slippery. None of them can contain themselves. I, I think the quote from Heather goes, the hand, the slippery and the movements. It <laughs> becomes, becomes Jerry Lewis in this moment. The slippery and the movements. <laughs> I, all right, we we just we're, we just we're in it. We're here. The, the podcast and the gnomes and the show. We just have Very to get into it. All right, Z, Zed, you're the adult. You have to lead us the, through the recap. 
Oh god. Zed is the youngest person in the room. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Lead the way. Help. You Help. Got, Help. It. Help. Um I mean, the first thing that I have is not necessarily super helpful because in the opening confessionals, Lavia is talking about her fellow players. It says one of them is a stinky freaking liar. A freaky uh, which liar. Me up. Yeah. Uh, the mole is a stinky freaking liar. A stinking freaky liar. Freaky uh, liar? A stinking liar? A stinking liar. A sti- a, 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 a freaking liar? Stinky freaking liar. A stinky freaking liar. <laughs> Stinky freaking liar. An SFL. Mm. Yeah. So we get the general sense that the game is getting more difficult because the field of competition is narrowing. For sure. We I believe Bill says this thing has so many layers to it, it's hard to get to the bottom of. (laughs) Banner episode for Bill. Wow. Wow. Again, have to begin wow. the process of separating Bill from Charlie because this is an individual. Yeah, I think that might be the debut of your Bill voice. That's Bill's coming out party. Yeah. It's, been, it's been happening slowly, A but like bit. I, mostly when you say Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he we had a Tuesdayman reference on the Final kiss. Fantasy podcast this week. <laughs> when I have the opportunity to to really emphasize the H in a when. <laughs> It'll it'll be more pronounced. Oh man! Um, in we're in a van driving to Luca, and Darwin is suspicious of Do- Dorothy and Olavia because they've had two exemptions. He calls one of them mole face or exemption face. I can't remember which exemption face. Exemption face. Um, it's been twenty two days. There's two hundred twenty six thousand dollars in the pot, and they are headed to Luca. At breakfast, as we have already referenced, everybody gets a little gnome at their place setting that says, I will break you. I will break you. An Ivan Drago reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I should have worn my Ivan Drago socks to this podcast. And I'm just double checking. I'm going through the remaining cast members. None of them are from uh, Soviet Russia. No. Don't nope. believe. No. Uh, no. In Soviet Russia, gnome grease is you. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it is 10 o'clock at night. Uh, it might still be too early for that. Oh, oh, never too god. early and never too late. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, everybody is concerned with the various colorings and facial expressions of everybody else's gnomes. They think this will be important, so they've all got to play past the gnome effectively and, I mean, and write down details about everybody else's little figurines. In fairness, that did come up. It yeah, was on the quiz. It was, so. yeah. it was on the quiz. They weren't, they weren't wrong. Yeah. Um, Obviously this, is, this is where you're at. If you're playing the mole, you got to check everybody else's little, little figurine for details. Oh my goodness. My, my gosh. Uh, so meanwhile, that's going on. And then Anderson Cooper uh, says, you have to split yourself into two teams, three people who would prefer to watch Romancing the Stone and five people who would rather watch Gladiator. Mm-hmm. And Bribs is like Gladiator. Team Gladiator. No question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I love Gladiator. I feel very I comfortable like, about Gladiator. I like yeah. Russell Crowe. That's what he says. <laughs> I want uh, so that. The, roma- the Romancing Spoiler. the Stone. Yes. Spoiler alert. 
he's not wrong about that either. But <laughs> about uh, Gladiator versus uh, Romancing the Stone. I mean, he chose correctly. Oh, for himself. He chose wisely. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he like really does like go like full Maximus Aurelius in this episode. <laughs> Are you, Are not, you not entertained? He fulfilled a boyhood dream, he's going to say a, later. What, what a psycho. <laughs> Let me just trot that word out again. You know, played swords, kid? And for your entire childhood, you just fantasized about being in a gladiatorial arena? He just wanted to wail on some strangers with a plastic sword and defend the honor of a person who's known for us? three weeks. Who among us said? I mean, I love wailing on strangers with swords, but they're I know not you usually do. plastic. My boyhood dream was to find myself in such dire and destitute circumstances that I could only find my way forward by fighting to the death against severe combatants in a gigantic people-filled arena filled with lions and blood. And finally today, I got to do it. <laughs> Where did that come from? That's Briv's boyhood dream. <laughs> unreal this is what i want to do with my life and he gets uh-huh. to do it today he's so excited about it later on he's like if i left today i wouldn't regret a thing yeah, I got no to- regrets no regrets i'm happy for him at which point i'm like so ribs you you lucky son of a gun because you for sure failed the quiz like you were going home like a hundred percent a hundred percent no doubt about it Unreal. Anyway, uh, so uh, Romancing the Stone or Gladiator. You know, I still haven't done Romancing the Stone. Mm, me either. Yeah. Me neither. Patreon should Discord we, watch along? Should we do a Romancing the Stone versus Gladiator head to head? Like, which one is the better movie? We'll watch them back to back. Just block out seven hours. Yeah, we've all got time. Gladiator is five right of those. I'll, I'll put oh, my kid gosh. in front of a different screen. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Gladiator, I've seen. Yeah. I've seen Gladiator. I too have seen Gladiator. So we don't need to watch that one again. We just need <laughs> no, to we see. should though, for just for the sake of for the experiment. Sake. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we should do it. Um, so it's going to be Heather, Olavia, and Bill will get Romancing the Stone, and everyone else mm-hmm. is Gladiator. So Anderson's going to take those three players first to explain their task. And the show's going to intersperse the two. We're going to hop back and forth a bunch. Oh, I thought they were happening simultaneously and there were two Anderson Coopers. Uh huh. You did? Yeah. Yes. The world is not ready for a second Anderson Cooper. Yeah. The show like vaguely tries to imply that these things are happening at the same time, despite the fact that he's in both places and wearing different clothes. Because he keeps going like, across town, this is happening. I'm like, yeah, okay, like, so there's the only no. possible explanation is there are two Anderson Coopers. Right. If only. Maybe we could get one of them on the phone. Yeah. Uh, so he takes the Romancing the Stone team and he says, I think you guys are going to have fun today. Actually, let me rephrase that. I think I'm going to have fun today. Yeah. And I and hope he you does. guys have fun too. And he does have fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do not think the players had fun doing this task. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't you know. don't want to be covered in grease, Josh? No, I don't. Uh-huh. I really, really definitely yeah. do not. No, but the rest of them seem like they're laughing. They're having a decent time, no? Uh, I think Heather has fun talking about it. I don't uh, know that she has fun doing it. Just this one of those, like, I'm glad it happened. Yeah, sort don't. Of things. 
Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> Don't cry because it happened. Smile because it's over. Yeah, I yeah, that. It. It's right. one of those things. Like in the moment, you're realizing I have to go through this to the other side because this is going to be the best story later right. on. Yeah, you got to go. You got to keep going. Yeah. So we're playing a game called Gnome Home. Uh, and spoiler alert, the gnome is not going to get home. He's going to end up with his head on a pike at a... No, <laughs> no, Rudy, no. Oh, God, Rudy. <laughs> they got Rudy. Um, so they have to bring this gnome to the finish line to win $30,000. The uh, caveat being it's going to be greased up in lard. And I think I've learned from this episode of television, Katie may have a fear of jelly... I don't, I'm not afraid of lard, but I have a visceral negative reaction <laughs> to the word, to seeing it on screen, to seeing it covering this gnome, to see it dripping down human bodies. I don't want it. I've been a vegetarian for the majority of my life at this point, and it's gross. I, I'm not a vegetarian, and I find this disgusting. Like, I think this whole section is very I, gross. I honestly don't think this becomes less disgusting if you sub in Crisco. Yeah, I think any version of like I have to slime up this gnome. Like, what do you do? Like Crisco? You want to put KY jelly on this thing? Like, this uh, is not good. A little bit nope. of shea butter. No, <laughs> I gotta say, I think olive oil would be less gross. Olive and they're oil in Italy. Tough. Olive oil would make sense, though. They're in Italy, right? Yeah, yeah. But we're there's not lar- making there's sense. There's uses we're, of lard. Larding, there's culinary uses. Uh, I could I could text Chef Emily. It wouldn't be the first time today that I consulted Emily Fox for a, a food fact on a podcast. No, I mean, there's lots of uses for lard. Yeah, sure. but I feel like you're on the Mediterranean diet. You're gonna be you're gonna be inclined to use more olive oil. They should have if they're gonna put olive oil on, then they should put some vinegar on as well. They should dress this gnome up like a salad. <laughs> I think I know why they didn't do the olive oil though, because the too, olive oil, too tasty, too tasty. Yeah. But you have to, you could, you would, could conceivably dunk the gnome and you'd be done. If you use the lard, you have to like get up on there and make the hand <laughs> motion that I'm not going to make that Anderson was making uh-huh. when he was like talking about greasing your gnome. And he was very excited to be making evocative, that hand very yes. evocative. Uh-huh. Yep. Of what? I shall, we shall leave it to your imagination. Let's leave that. Let's your leave listener. That. Yeah. Yep. I think um, that the olive oil still would have been like, it's a shallow pool that the, uh, that the gnome has to go in. Yeah, but so, he can submerge. He doesn't have to. I don't to know. Get, it, like, I massage. guess it depends, it depends on the gnome, Jess, because if it's Rudy, Rudy's a big boy. And I don't think that Rudy is like fully being submerged in that shallow pool, even if it's olive oil. Why did they pick the biggest gnome? Yeah, do you think the that's lightest. the right choice? Because I it was don't. the lightest. Uh, but it's unwieldy. It is, and that is an issue. And I think that is at, at least uh, could be the central issue, assuming that Heather's not the mole or Bill is not the mole, and one of them sabotaged this thing. Uh, certainly, it's not Olavia who's the mole. Um, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think it's the lightest one. They figure like that's going to be easiest. I do think that like if there's like a smaller one that's like, you know, like even if a smaller one that's like 10 pounds, 15 pounds or something yeah. like that, you still probably run with that easier, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. If you've ever carried a 20 pound box of cat litter through New York City and a 10 pound bag of laundry through New York City, let me tell you which one is easier. Yeah. 
it's it's the heavier, smaller one yeah. rather than a thing you have to like fully wrap your arms around that is almost as big as I am. Yeah, and it's and it's uh, just to put a point on it, it is covered in lard. It's greased <laughs> head to toe, bow to stern, <laughs> nose to tail, tip of the cap to the tip of the toes. It is submerged. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> so gross and so like <laughs> that's hard to do challenge yeah. you and you can't tuck Rudy under your arm he's too big yeah get like I would rather have something that weighs twice as much as Rudy that I could put under one arm like a football right and you can't tuck Rudy under your arm and I'm from there experience. There you go, RHAP out of context. <laughs> Enjoy. You can't tuck Rudy under your arm. I can, I can tuck, I can tuck up to forty-five pounds under one arm and run with it. Yep, yep, that sounds so. about right. Can confirm. My goodness, um, I just love, I love uh, uh, how Anderson reveals the details of this. There is one catch. <laughs> As if the gnome itself isn't already the catch of the relay race. Yeah, because they have to do like a full obstacle course, complete various tasks while carrying Rudy, the oversized gnome. And oh, by the way. He says, there is one catch. Your gnome, it's greased. You know, like a greased gnome. Your gnome, it's greased. Uh, And he says, you can grease your own gnome, but you can't grease your friend's gnome. Nobody wanted to try, Anderson. Literally, nobody was asking for this. Although, doesn't Heather grease the gnome for Bill? I think she does. She does. Well, Heather has a hard time not touching things that she's not supposed to touch. This is a very good point. Anderson does clarify that she's allowed to touch both gnomes before they make their decision. Before they make the selection, yeah. Which is all the more baffling to me that they can pick them both up and like hold them and they still choose the bigger one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I wish that they could hold them greased. Like grease them all up and then hold them. Mm Mm-hmm. I want all the information. Yeah. To get, I think that that's fair to get like a little bit of a compare contrast in the, in the grease. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time, you know how there are those videos, like I think there's one for B movie where every time they say the word B, they speed it up 10%. I feel (laughs) like Anderson is like that with the phrase grease the gnome. Every time he says grease your gnome, he gets like 10% more satisfied with himself. Because it just keeps getting funnier and more ridiculous. Yes. But it's hysterical. As, as evidenced by where we're at 25 yes. minutes into this podcast. We're still talking about it, yes. My gosh. Yeah, it is time. I never thought I'd say this, but it is time to grease your gnome. Yes. I, I think uh, he did think he would say it. Yeah. I think he thinks about uh, it. And then a lot. we get the great confessional from Heather where she can't say the gnome is very slippery. Uh, he's very slippy. It's slippy, slip, slippier. <laughs> the gnome is very slippy. The the producer is like having a meltdown in the background, just cracking up <laughs> yeah. as Heather is cracking up. The two it's of them are a, just like losing their minds together. I think I'm just embarrassed by this entire conversation. <laughs> <laughs> M-O-T-P-D. Yes, that's the one. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So Heather's going to have to yep. run and climb a ladder with this gnome and then get her picture taken by a lion statue. Um, Bill has to score a goal like in soccer or football is life. Yeah. Uh, and then ride a bike. Yeah. Um, and Alavi is going to have to like, I don't know, go up some stairs, follow some arrows. We know do a thing. we never get to that part. So sure. I don't really know what she has to do. Uh, um, do we want to cut back and forth or do you want to just run this through all the no, way? Let's 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 get sliding on the gnome and like ride it out to the end. I think then, that's right. Yeah. I think that's the right thing. Okay. Uh, Cause like Heather like takes off and she's she's making great time uh right away. And she very she lucks out. There's an American tourist. Uh, but I guess she's slightly unlucky that the American tourist seems very nervous about the scary, crazy woman running at her with the dripping gnome in, in her, yeah. dripping in lard. Oh. Uh, but she does take the Polaroid picture of her, and she's able to get to Bill relatively quickly. But I will Bill- say, I'm curious, had they accomplished the end of the race, if they would have won the money, because she was supposed to get a picture of herself and the gnome and the lion statue. And there's like a foot of the lion in this picture. Like a lion paw. Mm. And it's so blurry. It's so blurry. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I would rule that technically the statue is in there. The mildest of spoilers for the season five, for season five of the mole or the third regular competitor yeah. season, there is a task where they have to take pictures on like a flip phone camera uh, and then send it to the host. And the host gets very picky about this. He's like, well, I can see this and this, but not that I can see this and this, but now I can't see. Well, your the host is an Anderson so Cooper. Yeah. This was not Anderson Cooper. No, maybe he would have been like, sure. I know that's the lion. It's okay, but we'll never know. Cause, cause we never get to the fi- to the finish line. Yeah, I remember Polaroids. Mm-hmm. I do. I remember. They're cool again, I think. Yeah. <laughs> they come around every couple of years. You get a you get an Insta stacks or something. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. But it's called something yeah. like that. 
Um, we got a corporate. We got a corporate gift one year. Somebody sent mm-hmm. to our office. One of our vendors sent us this thing that was a printer. And what you did was you turned on your phone. You pulled up a picture on your phone. You stuck your phone face down on the printer, and you hit a button, and it spit out a little Polaroid of whatever was on your phone screen. That's ridiculous. It's I remember so this. ridiculous. Yeah, I recall. <laughs> I remember that. Mm. Well, um, in any case, Heather takes her picture. Uh, and she gets to Bill and she greases up the gnome for Bill. <laughs> for Bill. She does grease her friend's gnome. This is where I would be like, if I'm Anderson, I would maybe litigate that. No, and she would be like, we are not friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a stranger. This is no uh, friend. I don't trust Bill. He's not my friend. Um, along the way, I don't want to miss this. She's like struggling. She tries to run. She's like, I can't. I can't keep up this pace. So she's walking and Anderson like rides by her on a bike. Oh, my God. Uh, like, yeah, it's a nice day, right? Yeah, it's a nice day. Uh, so uh, Bill, Bill gets the gnome and Bill's got an issue. He has to kick a soccer ball against not just a goalie. A female goalie. A female goalie. So he takes it easy on her. You gotta go, gotta go gentle. Uh, he said, so I'm gonna go very gently uh, <laughs> on the female goalie. It turns out this female goalie is a darn good female goalie. But she's a darn good female goalie, is what he says. <laughs> so then I kicked her in the stomach so with a soccer ball. The, the female stomach. <laughs> So then I fought her and (laughs) (laughs) And I took her to the gladiator arena. The female gladiator arena. (laughs) He kicks the soccer ball so hard. He goes, I kicked her so hard. Uh, Which is crazy. Bill, Bill, much like Colby Donaldson, only knows one way, and that's full tilt. (laughs) Work hard, play hard. Yeah, he goes nuts. He kicks her. He he hulks out. He kicks that soccer ball like a psycho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he kicks her right in, the in her female belly, but right it was the, not a goal in the female belly. And he says, "I got a goal, didn't I?" Uh, did he? Eventually. Well, eventually, yeah. It wasn't not that the time, time that he not the time that he kicked her, <laughs> kicked the ball right into her stomach. <laughs> that is not a goal. Uh, I, I mean, despite that, eventually, oh, I feel like something my. like that happens in like Space Jam, where they're, like they're the characters attached to the ball and they score the ball anyway. So mm-hmm. in real life, this does not count. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Monsters. Yeah. It um, cracked. It cracked me up, Bill. Oh my god, Bill, you wildman. He forgets so I kicked, to take it, the I kicked her so hard that I hit her in the belly. Uh, and so that happens, and yeah, he forgets to take the picture with the female goalie. With the female uh, goalie, so he goes and gets. He's gotten on the bike, and then he's like, "All oh, right, I got to take a picture with the female goalie." So he has to get back off the bike and go over and take the picture with the female goalie, and then mm-hmm. get back on the bike. Yeah. And now he's got to do an obstacle course, and Heather suggests that he puts the gnome in the basket. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, that's a good idea." It was a very good idea. Uh, and so he puts the the gnome in the basket. Uh, much like where the lotion goes. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> if the lotion is lard on yes, the gnome. Yes, yeah. You put the lotion on the gnome or else you get the hose again. 
and so he's like riding around these obstacles. And I have in my notes very quickly, I said, he rides over a ramp. Does he have to? And then he flies off and shatters the gnome everywhere. <laughs> the gnome explodes like fireworks on the 4th of July. Yeah. Uh, was this, was this, is this ramp like a teeter totter? Like as he goes over it, is it going to like ramp down? <laughs> or is he about to go like flying off this? Anderson, do I get ramp? to test this out? Is this like uh, uh do I get is... to do some sweet jumps? Yeah. He falls and the gnome explodes on the ground. Yeah. The first time he misses the ramp and he's gotta like go back around to do it a second time. <laughs> uh uh yeah falls off he falls on the gnome the bike falls on the gnome it's a disaster anderson says it's a sad sight (laughs) uh and heather's like as i thought about the movie romancing the stone you know i i figured that like there might be an and, and anderson did say at the start of the uh task that there is an exemption in play but we'll talk about that later um now is later. Later is now. There is an exemption in this gnome. And if you had seen Romancing the Stone, I guess you would know that there's something in the stone. The stone is in something. Could you shake the gnome and and hear something rattling around, do you think? Well, what, what did the exemption look like? Yeah, it seemed like, like it was a, some sort of like bar. Wooden or plastic little like plaque. Yeah. Like yeah, that's a, yeah. If it was like a hidden immunity idol, like wrapped up in burlap, it probably wouldn't make a sound. I don't yeah. think it was in anything. I think it was just there. Maybe they like slotted it into the foot so that yeah. it was like flat, or maybe it was like attached in some way and only yeah. came apart when the thing shattered. But either way, it shatters, and poor Bill is R. like... R.I.P. Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. Rudy's body is destroyed, uh, and and Bill just, like, is picking up pieces of Rudy when he finds the exemption, but he's just like, oh, poor Rudy. He needs, he needs to, like, put him back together, Humpty Dumpty Bill style. Bill feels bad. Yeah, and he's, like, trying to, like, kind of, like, narrate what's going on. He goes, uh, you can see my wheel marks. Uh, on the ramp yeah yeah you could see my wheel marks yeah anderson is like well you don't get thirty thousand dollars for the pot but you do Uh get an exemption and and bill's like i guess a night or two from now that'll feel good doesn't feel so good right now bill who was uh adamant about uh going second uh he's like put me in the middle because i might be able to make make up some time bill's yeah, like you're proving his athletic prowess the week bill. before that's my boy bill uh <laughs> loves to overinflate his sense of self uh-huh absolutely incredible uh, that's that's surgeons for you yeah i guess and also admirals mm-hmm. i was Admiral just gonna bill. say old white men yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah that too i broke the gnome <laughs> I lost 30,000 bucks. Yep. You can see my wheel marks. Uh, <laughs> uh, and now, now, after Heather suggested putting the gnome in the basket and Bill says that's a good idea, now Bill is suspicious of Heather's suggestion to put the gnome in the basket. because He's like, I was going to carry it under my arm so that I could see where I was going, but she said I should put it in the basket, so I did. And then I couldn't see, so I fell over and we lost. So it's Heather's <laughs> fault that Bill fell off the ramp. It seems to be his argument. 
Oh my gosh. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, there's a lot like, did Heather know? Or was she just like saying, I put the gnome in the basket, you psycho. You cannot ride with it in your hands. <laughs> ride this bike one-handed? What is, What choice does, like, even if Heather's the mole and she has unglued the basket, where else is Rudy supposed to go? <laughs> well, was it one is of he those... gonna balance him on his nose? Like, what's this, he gonna do? Was this a men's bike or a women's bike? Did it have? Like... It's a female, uh, female bike. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it has the crossbar, I the feel top like, bar. Yeah, I feel like the play is you you stick him on the crossbar right in front of you, and you kind of lean over and like T Rex your arms together. <laughs> <laughs> T Rex your arms together. Yeah. It's too tempting to not do the E.T., though. Oh, gosh. Mm. But you need a blanket to really properly eat. Rudy, phone home. He can't. Rudy, Rudy phone home. <laughs> that was so dumb. Olavia um, mentions, uh, not in the, this isn't a confessional, I believe. She says um, she's already had two exemptions, so she didn't want this one because it's time to start putting money in the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's really focused on the money this week, which works out for her, honestly, decently well. Yeah. Uh, you know, not bad. I do have a couple of questions, but I think, well, by and large, like, I don't think the exact same thing that she ends up doing. Um, yeah. And then Bill and Heather want to make sure that Olavia doesn't get left out. So they give her a hug so she <laughs> can be greasy too. And then we also can't. Anderson does not Ander have a police exemption. Yeah, Anderson right. is not allowed to escape without getting covered in lard. Now, see, now this makes me wish they had shot these things back to back on the same so day. So he has to go be all greasy at the gladiator battle. Yep. Yeah, greasy, yeah. and then somebody like maybe shatters their egg on him, and yeah, I don't know. I just like him messy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like him messy. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. Uh, so that's the gnome. And when I tell you that I howled, I laughed so hard watching this whole episode. But the gnome stuff just absolutely <laughs> sent me. Anderson mm-hmm. rolling up on the bike, being like, "That sure is one greasy gnome you have." Yes, yes, that Yes, Anderson. Unreal. It is because you required me to dip this gnome in lard. In lard. Cover it. With my hands in large. Unreal. Lard. Ugh. I don't even like saying it. No, Lard. I don't either. Uh, it was a female bike. I just checked. It's mm-hmm. a shame that uh, they didn't give them lardic inspiration. Oh my god. Hey. Oh my god. Uh... <laughs> Well, that's a good segue into sword play uh, as we go to the gladiator <laughs> games. It is. Sure. We must do a battle sans magic with swords. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. the battle itself, Jess, is the magic. It's magical. Uh, yeah, the, the true battle. The very battle. existence of the battle. The true battle is the friends we've made along the way. <laughs> yeah. And the enemies that we fought and stabbed and, <laughs> and, and skewered lane. through the blood eggs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a well, public plaza. Yeah, this public plaza, they're like, it used to be the amphitheater. And I'm like, well, yeah, but now it's just a bunch of nondescript buildings in a circle. 
Right. Yeah. It's not well, like it's, it's been preserved as a as a coliseum. No, you got you went to <laughs> it's a just prom like people's store. apartment windows looking out on a plaza. Yeah, you you went to a prom store and got a couple of columns, but there's no authenticity to it. Hired Although a I couple did appreciate local actors to hold some trumpets. Uh, I don't even know if those were actors. I think those were just crew members. <laughs> I did like that it was appropriate. You had all the people looking out from their second floor apartments, and they're in Luca, so they live on the second floor. That was pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Like looking down at them, though, and being like, what are you all doing out there? Like, playing Gladiator. <laughs> Al's so hype. Um, Al is <laughs> Al comes into this thing way too hot. He comes way in at eleven, hot. and he goes. He's to a also zero living out his boyhood dream. He just didn't say so. No, he really didn't. Um, we have Bribs, Katie, Dorothy, Darwin, and Al. Al is suspicious of Dorothy because she's bad at walking and running. She, she lives, lives in, in New, New York, York City. City. All you do, All is, you walk do is walk and run. He's not wrong. Do you For do sure. much running, Josh? Um, in New York City, where we all live. I am, uh, d- despite what what I uh, present, uh, perhaps uh, you may be surprised that yeah, especially because of my because of my wife who is like the fastest of walkers. I'm like a fast walker. I walk fast. Like get out of my way. Yeah. And no, okay, I will well, not look at you. I'm just trying fast. to get to where I need to I'm go. I'm asking if you run. Not often in New York. No. Yeah, not if we can help no. it. If we're running, I, something's wrong. Will I walk really fast? Yeah. Yes. Very fast. I think also as shorter people, we tend to walk faster because we are accustomed to keeping up with the longer strides of taller folk. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not in this conversation at all. Yeah. No, you're not. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) You have dated a couple of people who are six feet tall. I I walk faster than than anybody I know. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get gotta go fast, like Sonic. We got places yeah. to go. We got things to do. We got gladiators to defeat. I go fast like Sonic if Sonic could only walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not a rule, but like it is it is a it is certainly like a signpost that you could like tell who's like who lives in New York based mm-hmm. on like their walk speed. Yep. It is yeah. not a guarantee, but it's it's a it's a really good marker. Yeah. You could certainly just tell. A, just a little PSA that if you're coming to visit Keep moving on the sidewalk. Keep going. If you got to stop, if you want to take a picture, you get step out of the to way. The side. Get out of the way. Please do not. If, it's if, nothing personal. If but we have places to be. I have to go to work. If you're walking with a group, do not clog the sideway, uh, the yeah, sidewalk. You can't walk five abreast. Yeah, you can walk That's two abreast at most. At, yeah. And that is already potentially pushing it. And if you are walking two abreast, you have to be on alert for anyone yeah, like, who may be aware. around you. Yeah. Constantly, social awareness. Please don't trap me. Please don't make me walk out into the street around three cars and then lap you. Yeah, I'll I'll do do it, it, but I'll be mad at you, and I'll never tell you because I'll never see you again. But I'll be so upset. You gotta huff at them while you walk past. I definitely Mm -hmm. have to grumble a little bit uh, under my my breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so with the headphones in, then probably grumbling louder than I am aware. Yeah. Um, also, if you're riding the subway, wear a mask. Just uh, please wear a mask. Yes, please. please. The families of tourists I've seen not wearing masks in the subway. Um, but that's neither here nor there because there is Italy is where we are. Yes. Um, the the gang is is ready. They're excited. They're playing. Gla- they you know 
have you seen Gladiator? You want to watch Gladiator? We're doing Gladiator. We're doing Gladiator. And Bruce is like, yeah! Hell yeah! They're doing like the, the Be Kind Rewind version of Gladiator. <laughs> yeah. Um, they choose Dorothy as Caesar, I think because the she's the one people most suspect of being the mole. That's what they say. She's the she's the top mole suspect of this group. So if she's the mole and she's Caesar, she just like there's nothing. Yeah, she just has to sit there. Yeah. Um so she's given a crown. She has to remove her bucket hat so that she can wear the crown. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, if the crown is still on Caesar's head at the end of the game, you win thirty thousand um, dollars. That's all there is to it. As they're like talking it all through, and like you have to draw blood with the sword. It's fake, fake blood. Don't blood. worry. But like my jaw was dropped. Uh-huh. Jess, I have in my notes. This shit is bananas. B a n a n a s. Because I was just floored by the fact that like they were going to do like a bloody sword fight on a reality show that the competition this time is like skewer your enemy. Yeah, but it's, it's fake blood. They, they were very clear on that point. I feel like the amazing race has done stuff like this. They've certainly made people learn like stage combat routines and like do fight choreography on film sets and things. They present this like the most decisive battle, you know? Yeah. Katie's deeply alarmed. She has this look on her face like, excuse me? Yeah, but then Katie like locks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she crashes it. Katie's like, it's uh, time. She's like, yeah, I'm, you know, she's nervous about being the only girl out there, but it's her opportunity to be one of the guys. Yeah. Uh, and they are choosing their helmets. They're all getting like suited up in their plastic armor and shields and their plastic swords, strategizing. Uh, with Dorothy represented by a rock <laughs> in the center of their <laughs> battlefield that they are protecting. Um, yeah. And this is where we find out that Bribs has the Brutus helmet. This is a cool Brutus twist. Helmet, yeah. I like this twist. I just, I'm uh, going to Bribs is a waste. Like, I wish this went to somebody else because, like, Bribs isn't going to do this. I'm trying, trying to think of this group who might make the choice. I think they may have the wrong group here. Mm. Um, I don't think anyone's doing this. I don't think anyone is uh, turning and murdering their entire pack of allies should it come to it. It's tough. I mean, it's a tall order. If you've done well in the challenge, which they do, like Bribs would have had to take out Darwin and Katie and then take and then kill Caesar and take the crown off her head. He's got to kill three more people after the battle is over because they did really well and only Al is down. Yeah, uh, Jess, is the way to do this, if it's about, like, a backstabbing, should it have been, like, Bribs just has to, like, stab his allies in the back and, like, join up with the bad guys? Should it have been, like, a little bit easier to do? Because this does, like, mechanically, I think, it's, like, mechanically, it is really difficult to achieve the mass murder here. Uh, I Mm. think with, like, the, the, like, the laser gun game, even though it didn't go great in season one, like, I feel like it's maybe a little more achievable here. Like, you have to, like, physically break an egg, like, on, on somebody's sternum. Yeah, on their armor. The only, the only way this really works is if more people die. Like, if it's Bribs and one other guy, or, you know, if it's like one other combatant and yeah. ribs have survived this thing, 
or if Ribs is the only guy left, then I think it becomes much easier because you only have to take one person out and it's pretty quick. You just like smack them and the, you probably even do it with your hand because they're not expecting it. Like just smack them with your hand and the egg breaks and they're dead. And then you go over and take the crown off of Caesar. Cause I don't think Caesar is allowed to fight. Yeah. I mean, Caesar's unarmed. Caesar's not yeah. wearing any armor and but, has their weapons. Yo, if you're Caesar though, can you like pick up a sword and defend yourself? I, mean, I would. But yeah, I know you. Would. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Bribs would have had to do less to help his team first. Yeah, because he would have he had takes to decide. Out at least two of the gladiators himself, if not more. Yeah. Um, he would have had to decide early on that he was yeah. just going to outlast. You like can't decide gonna, at yeah. the end. <laughs> I'm going to kill my three friends. Yeah, because I think you kill one person and everybody's like, yeah, no. yeah, and then they're like, wait a second, stop it. But he has to be built the lone survivor, so like the bad guys all have to be down too. It's just it's too hard to accomplish. Yeah, you I can't think. join the bad guys either. Yeah, right. if you could, if like the move was you link up with the bad guys who already have the numbers, mm-hmm. um, then I think it's a different story. Yeah. Uh, like if it's or literally if there like were even uh, medallions on their backs that could be smashed instead, more like right. flag football style, yeah, almost. and more more Caesar style, yeah. Right? Right. Yeah, because as Anderson clarifies, he says you technically wouldn't have been backstabbing anyone. It would have been more of a frontal Front slash. stab, a frontal stab. Uh, but he's not going to do it, and he doesn't even get a chance because everyone rocks out really hard. Al is murdered immediately. I love this <laughs> first blood. Right yeah. Here's my here's my question: like they they take Al out, and he falls down dead with like the blood trickling out, and it's very theatrical. And I wonder if. Maybe everyone else was like, oh, crap, I guess now when we get out, we can't just go sit on the bench. We have to lie there and pretend to yeah. be too. I'll blew it for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but great for it. us. Yeah. Um, it tickles me that they add in these like metal on metal sound effects. <laughs> yes. Uh, with these very clearly plastic swords and shields bashing against each other. Um, incredible. <laughs> They're like, we're not giving you real weapons, but we'll uh, add some cool sound effects in post. Yeah, they also pump in applause from the crowd in <laughs> in post. Uh, like it's, it's a very good. it's a very clear like tanned applause that like you've heard a thousand times on like yeah. sitcoms. It's like very Wandavision this moment. We've really sort of skipped over the fact that like they get paraded in, led by these trumpeters. That they're are not revealed, playing the trumpet. Yeah, they're revealed to like a live audience sitting in this plaza. Al's all hyped up that there's people here to Let's watch go. them after yeah. they've like marched through the town. Uh, they make a whole big day of it. Yeah, it's a day a, that is definitely not the day that the uh, the relay race happened. It's exceptional. It really is just outstanding. Uh, so that goes down. Uh, uh, Katie, who's like locked in, is just like at war. Uh, when it's over, she goes, Holy shnikes! Another great holy shnikes. She calls uh, Al Aloysius. Aloysius is down. Uh, and yeah, so Brit- Katie gets in a kill. She, she like does. smashes her shield into somebody else's shield. So that she crushes the, the man's chest. Yeah, like crushes their own. Uh, 
medallion, which is an effective strategy. I think most of them actually get done that way rather than like being hit with the, the sword. The sword's not going to break anything. It is no, made of plastic. it's not. I think the sword itself will break before anything breaks. Yeah, you hold the shield just out. a lot of body slamming. Gotta hold the shield out in front of you and just body slam everybody and constantly like be moving like with your arm like the forward momentum to like not get knocked back as best as you can, I think. Also, the correct way to block is to have your arm like up like perpendicular yeah. to the way that a uh, an attack would come in oh, that's, for anybody that's out great. there who yeah. might end up in a in, in, in a, a shield fight shield battle <laughs> anytime soon yeah. uh techniques that i know that's great uh, yeah genius we love this uh, i love when fighting tasks happen on reality tv shows this is a great one, one. yeah uh, we should do our next podcast after Mole Patrol should be Fight Club, where we just go and evaluate different fight scenes in reality TV. Get a lot of amazing for it. that way, but we can't you tell gotta... anyone about the podcast, right? And Not if anyone sure. finds the podcast, they cannot tell they anyone about tell. the right, podcast right, right, right. either. Yeah. First well, rule: know. don't tweet about Fight Club. Second rule: don't tweet about Fight Club. <laughs> we got stage do not combat. At me. Yeah, do not <laughs> at me about Fight Club. <laughs> Got, this could work though because we got stage combat, we got Golden Gloves boxer, we've got whatever you are, Josh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's the owl of the podcast. I've never been in a fight in my life. Uh, I punched my best friend in the face when we were thirteen. That counts. Oh, I was in that. So fight. unlike Jeff Winger, you've been in a fight before. No, nah, it was really, really cheap. I sucker punched him. It wasn't fair. Oh. Wasn't fair. I've I've had a lot of regrets about it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, if you're still thinking about it, now. I think about I think about it every day. Um, oh. I feel terrible about do, it. Does Does your friend still speak to you? Yeah, we're still really close. Okay, so <laughs> he's clearly forgiven you. I yeah, think you need to took, forgive yourself, it took, man. It took months, and it was really hard. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we won't talk about Fight Club anymore until we do the podcast and then we'll like broadcast it. But like the tweeting and the social media, the social media messaging will be like, we're not telling you about this new podcast that we're doing. Just be very interesting if there was one. Fight Club is a great idea. No one take that, okay? Don't tell anyone. And in October, when we're ready for a new project. Yeah. Nobody better take it. No one take it. No one take it. Um, okay, so uh, Bribs is very proud that he didn't do the thing. It was a hard decision, um, but they've earned the 30K, which is good because it's the only money they get this week. Mm-hmm. Now Katie's suspicious that he's turned down the exemption because maybe that means he doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bribs is, is, we'll talk later. I don't think he says it. He might say it now or he might say it later when he's talking about living out his boyhood fantasy. Um, that like he wanted to play the game straight up. He wanted to be himself. He doesn't want to backstab anybody. Um, oh, but that's where Anderson says you wouldn't have been backstabbing anyone. You'd, You'd be front stabbing them technically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm officially out on Bribs as the mole. Mm-hmm. You've been out on Bribs as but the mole. I'm going to make it official time. in this moment. Okay. I'm, I'm done with Bribs as the mole. Mm-hmm. Out on ribs. I guess I have to select a new mole. Mm-hmm. Choose your fighter. <laughs> I'll, I, I've been driving towards Al the last few weeks. I'll go with Al. I'll lock in on Al for now. And then, okay. and so, so first pick was ribs. And so, if ribs ends up being the mole, I balked on the mole. 
Um, and now if it's Al, I got it. And if I leave Al at any point, I'll let you know. But right now I'll just, I'll <laughs> okay. put, I'll, I'll put it on now. Okay. I'll put it on now. Yeah. Um, so we are at dinner and talking about significant others for the sake of a oh, quiz God. question. Right. Um, so everybody's talking about how they met their significant others. And Katie says, all the men that are my significant others don't know it yet. And they don't know I exist. So it doesn't work. I love Katie so much. My God, I really do. She's the best. Uh, Heather's boyfriend was somebody with like dark hair and blue eyes, right? And that's like what she thought she was going to go for as a kid. She always said as a kid, yeah. Uh, Charlie tells the story of the time I met Bernadette. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this so much. Yeah. I hate it and I love it. Uh, As Al Pacino would say, she had a great ass! That's what he (laughs) says in Heat. Uh, Bill says... She must be very smart. Bill says, I met a girl in a bikini and she had the most, I'm quoting, she had the most wonderful ass. <laughs> she had the most wonderful ass, he says. And so I thought she might must be really smart. I'd like to meet her. Psychopath. <laughs> the way he tells this story is yeah. psychotic. Uh, it's not good. Bill is Hannibal Lecter. This dude is going to like eat you with a nice Chianti and some fava beans. I'm telling you, it puts the lard on the skin or else it gets the hose again. Bill is a psycho. Yeah. I don't love it. I don't love it. I do. I love it a lot. Oh my god. wild absolutely absolutely wild uh, uh what else do we hear like dorothy uh met her boyfriend via scrabble that's cool that's not how word score no, like, not how long word. the words are no i suppose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. triple word yeah um yeah. What else? I think, I think that's kind of it for dinner. Everybody gets their own rooms for the first yeah. time in, for, in the whole thing, I think. That's nice. Yes. Oh, but then nobody gets to be shirtless in bed together. Yeah. <laughs> Having pillow talk about who they think the mole is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heather is literally playing solitaire. Yeah. The only game in town. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and this is when Bribs tells us that he, if he goes home, he'll have no regrets. Yeah. He got to live out one of his I boyhood I got to fantasies. live out my boy, my boyhood dream. I got to fake kill a bunch of people. <laughs> In public. With a plastic it's sword. So funny. Plastic so funny. Sword. Um, oh, man. Um, the next day, the players are each given a dollar bill. And asked to rank their fellow players. That's me. I'm Dollar Bill. Uh-huh. Yeah. He is. Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie ranks Bill last because she doesn't trust him. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, the, it's the favorite to least favorite game again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone... On dollars this time. On dollars this time. Well, let's just deface the currency. Is, it, is that against the law? I feel like that's against the law. I mean, but they're in Italy. Mm, they they didn't do it on lira that's a good point mm. i also it's it's wild to me that this is all pre-euro because they keep talking about like yeah. franks all, and lira franks and lira 
So I've got a big, like, I've got a big tin in, in the apartment that is uh, all this pre-Euro change that I've carried around with me since 2000. Yeah. I have one too. It's uh, in the shape of a London double decker bus. Aww. Yeah, it has that's a little cool. coin on the top. That's cool. Yeah, because my dad would go on uh, business. He'd go to conferences, yep. uh, and every other year the conference was outside of the United States, and he'd bring us back little bits of foreign money as children. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. We have quite the collection because we had mine, and then George got very interested in it. So um, shout out to Sarah Carradine, who sent us a huge Aww. box of foreign change and a, a few little trinkets for George. And we've had the most fun time looking at all the different, like the Australian and New Zealand money. And I think there was Singapore and Hong Kong in there. It's fun stuff. There was a tiny moment where when you said brought us, uh, I, I really thought you meant the whole patrol. Aww. Well, <laughs> You guys are local. I'll share. Yeah, uh, so sad. we could come experience the like, oh. the foreign money collection. Come over, yeah. George. We'll show you his coin collection. <gasps> I would love that. Mm. And he um, he's also obsessed with those uh, penny flattening machines. Oh sure. Yeah, he will talk about that for like an hour. <laughs> love it. Come prepare. They're cool machines. I remember being a small child and thinking that was the best. That a is small the best. child. Yeah. It's the best now. Yeah. I'm not even gonna apologize. Get those souvenir pennies. So everyone is doing the 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 favorite to least favorite thing. Is it at dinner? It's at dinner where we find out that Katie is jellyphobic. <laughs> is there even a name for that? Uh I'm sure there is. Gelactophobia. Oh gosh. How do I even Google for this? I want to know now. Oh, I'm not even sure how to look it up. I'm not going to Google it in case there's a bowl <laughs> spoiler. Yeah. I'll do it for you, Josh. Um, Al, Al is, Al is doing oh. like a Catskill stand-up set. Yeah. Josh, you were not far off. It's called zelat- zelatinophobia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with a Z. Okay. Zelatinophobia. There is a, there is a full-fledged, there is a whole-ass wiki called the Phobia Wiki. The fear of jelly. Yep. Zelatinophobia. It's great. Yeah. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So Al is killing it with his, his whole jelly routine. Um, I'm not afraid although, of jelly. A little bit of peanut butter. Oh, ha, 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 ha. But also, Al is talking about how Katie has such a need for attention as if he does not have this need for attention he's he like doesn't like the competition he wants to here. clear it out yeah no more competition yeah 
what about jellyfish? That really brought the house down. It Everyone killed, goes yeah. nuts. Anderson loses it. No, oh, it killed in Luca. Great. Super great. I uh, want to know why did they make everybody go through this exercise two weeks in a row? Gosh, about like the the ranking thing. Yeah, yeah. I was I was curious about that as well. Um, Maybe because they thought that they would get Alavia again. This feels like a maybe a little bit of a setup uh, that like Alavia would be somebody who would make an interesting choice here potentially. Um, I don't know. Maybe certainly shakes up the game because so many people suspected her. It's a it's a it's a wild uh, moment. It's really it's really crazy. I mean, I don't know if we're just like hopping to that at this point. I mean, there's the quiz. I didn't really I I tend to, my notes are always pretty light when we get to the quiz stuff, which is maybe stupid of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there was anything like massively notable this week, but like the big thing because like the quiz doesn't end up playing is that at the execution, um, Anderson doxes everybody. Uh, first of all, he in, here in Luca, we're at the town executioner's house, and there's poor Rudy's head on a spike. Yeah, because that's what they did with executed prisoners back in the day. Jess, I'm so mad that we didn't do a heads on spikes draft for this. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> so stupid I, of us. I don't think, but I don't know, like, you would not have picked no. I wouldn't have known to. You wouldn't have known to. <laughs> I would have known gnome. to. Yeah. Named Rudy. Uh, rest in peace. Um, but Anderson then like just like doxes who everybody like put as their least favorite, mm-hmm. which is a really spicy thing to do. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like this would be. I don't know. I think like there's like a certain degree of like anonymity that you need for this stuff otherwise for like future seasons you're always just going to try and game this stuff like i think like there's got to be some degree of sanctity uh here otherwise like you're just like gonna you're never gonna get honest anything and like i think like in in something like this like it's not it's not the end of the world to like start to try and like game stuff but then like you lose the value of favorite least favorite like when you're going to make it like this outwardly personal, I think that this to me feels like a game design error personally. Mm, interesting. Um, I don't know. Um, but Olavi is the least favorite and he offers her a bribe. There's a, a briefcase with $49,992 in it. Here's the $8 from all of the contestants. Now you have he wrote their offensive lists. He says. Now you have $50,000 in cold, hard cash. Take it and walk out of the game tonight. Or don't you do it? I'd have questions. (laughs) Are are you going to tax me? Do I get to keep? Am I keeping this straight up? Also, like, what am I making based on placement on the show? Yeah. Mm. Not fifty grand, probably. Probably, probably not. not. Um, probably not. I think, like, depending on the answers to those questions, though, like if they're favorable in combination with that fifty thousand dollars, I'm like, yeah, I've I've seen a lot. You know, I was I've been here in Italy for a long time. I've lived out my boyhood fantasy. <laughs> I I was at a whole ass Alp. 
You know, <laughs> I got to go to your mountain hut. I saw your mountain house. Like, I think I'm good. Um, I think I think I think I might take the cold hard cash. Why not? Yeah, it's probably hard to say no to. I'd have a hard time saying no to that much money staring me in the face. Yeah, I'd and take then I would it. book like a really cheap like uh, like train ride to some. I would I would backpack on that 50k for like four <laughs> years. Yeah, I maybe I wouldn't even go home. I'd just take my suitcase of cash and go adventuring. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm already here. The expensive part. Yeah, is already exactly. Taken care like of. I'm, I'm. I'm. Can I stay? That would be one of the other. Can I stay? Yeah. Do, Do I, I have, have to, to go get home? On a plane or can I stay here? Can I stick around? Because then, like, yeah, I'm for sure taking this. Especially when she's like, "This was kind of for the journey." It's like, "Well, keep journeying." These people don't like you. Yeah. Okay. Bye. I don't want to spend a bunch of time around people that don't like me. I think I would say I'm going to protect my peace and live my life and peace out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she takes the money. She says, "Peace out." Thanks for not liking me. Yeah. Uh, I like that as she's thinking about it. Um, she asks the group if they have any suggestions, and Darwin says, "It's guaranteed cash, Olavia." Mm-hmm. And he is a lawyer, so she says she's going to take her legal counsel's advice. I loved it. I really didn't think she would. I Nobody really didn't. did. Totally, everybody's didn't. shocked. Mm-hmm. Darwin thought she was the mole. Alice screwed because he says she was the top of the pecking order, and now she's gone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Everybody is in shock. Anderson escorts her out because uh, she's carrying the goodbye. briefcase. Anderson so and Olivia. He goes, he tells, he tells a lot of, it was really cool meeting you. And she goes, it was nice meeting you. And he's like, like, it's sort of like a, like a, I don't know, should I be like overly excited around Anderson? Uh, and then he's like, no, please, please be excited around me. And they like hug it out. He's like, take me out in New York. Oh man, I hope that happened. I really do. I liked Lavia a lot. I thought she was great. I loved like the, the way that she like, uh, bartered with Anderson last week, and she like would like she called his bluff. She's yeah. calling his bluff now. She's like, yeah, fifty thousand. All right, Wait. bye, bye. See ya, bye. Yeah. And then he heads back to the group, and he's about to commence the execution. Just okay, I'm going to start entering your names into the computer. No, nope, okay. That's a fun troll. Uh, or a jumps gnome. up and down, does a little wiggly dance. It sings. I love this game. Love this game so much that I'm going to leave it. Mm -hmm. So the players do not find out how they did on the quiz. They don't know who did the worst. Um, Do they get that information? I don't believe so. I think they, I mean, they know if there's a tie, but they don't know the person who stays from the tie doesn't know that. Yeah, but they they never, never, they never know how well they've done, right? No, not until. Okay. There are a couple of instances this season where it has gotten out, like who was in the tie or who would have gone home if this hadn't happened. Yeah. You find out a little bit of that later, but. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The person who would have gone home tonight wins the game. Yes. Um, yeah, that was, that was the thing I was kind of talking around, Zed. Yeah, I know, but he doesn't know who that is. So oh, he does not know. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, good tip. All right, so 
That's it for be anybody. That's except it. Except a lavia. It's not a lavia. <laughs> it's not a lavia. Uh, Dorothy is bummed that a lavia is gone. Like, mm-hmm. Everyone thought it was you or me. We could run this thing. Yeah, they had a tight. They like established a really good working relationship. Yeah. Uh, and Dorothy had ranked Olavia as her favorite player. She says, "I like the way that she's playing." I liked the game. her. I liked her a lot. Um, and so that's it. That's this week's the mole. It was the yeah. best one yet, and the fact that it's going to get better than this is is amazing. <laughs> So I can't good. wait. I can't wait. Oh, I'm so happy. All right. So that's the. Do we have any feedback or because of our recording schedule? Maybe not. Yeah, I didn't solicit any. Yep. That's that's cool. We'll we'll get there. Uh, make sure you're sending your feedback in for Jess and Zed uh, for the spoiler filled edition of Mole Patrol coming your way next week. Mole Patrol at Rob has a website dot com. That's Mole Patrol at Rob has a website dot com. Um, Guess it's time for games. It's time for games. Fun is over. Now it's time for games. I want to publicly apologize for freaking out about the strain last week. You have AJ, nothing to apologize AJ for. AJ Mass and I, I'm assuming we have squashed our beef in the DMs uh, as of, uh, as of uh, this podcast coming out. And if not, then he is my sworn enemy and I shall scorch the earth in pursuit of AJ Mass. Is he himself uh, Strigoi to you? Yes, know? yes. Uh, Strigoi, Strigoi J. Mass? I don't think that quite works. <laughs> no, not really. It's a reach. It's a reach. Uh, let's see if we can't reach and get some points on the board, Zed. I want to see us getting two tonight. Okay. Great. What do you got for us, Jess? All right, kids. Well, this week, I, I'm kind of sad because I feel like the mole itself gets better and better with each subsequent week from here on out. But I don't know how I'm going to top this week because this is a very fun week. Um, this week we are doing kids shows. Okay. And I don't believe these are kids shows that you're going to be hyper familiar with. Um, because I feel like of the three, one of them, there's no way you've ever seen it. Um, one of them, you are probably too old to have seen it. And the other one, you may be too young. Like, I think, well, we'll get there. I think Josh may have caught the tail end of one of these. Okay. Points, but all right. So we're going to start out with a children's program um, that aired on Nickelodeon called Yo Gabba Gabba. You no, I never it? did Yo Gabba Gabba. Heard of it, never watched Never it. done yeah. Yo Gabba Gabba. So the premise of Yo Gabba Gabba basically it ran from 2007 to 2015, had four seasons, and it featured... Uh, it featured these anthropomorphic toys. They were called uh, Fufa, Muno, Broby, 2D, and Plex. And they okay. were, I think they were owned or somehow managed by this guy in a big puffy orange hat named DJ Lance. And most of these episodes featured music. They featured a lot of indie bands would come on and um, do performances or like perform for, perform a song that was then like set to animation and so it was actually one of those shows that like your little kid would watch it, but then you as the grown up could feel cool because there's something in it for you. Okay. So that's the setup on Yo Gabba Gabba. And it is fun. You can catch a lot of it on YouTube. You can't stream it anywhere, but we've been catching it on YouTube. And um, George and I vetted some of these episodes. And- <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. 
if if there if the questions are too hard, then I'm going to rein in my reaction so as not to get really mad at George. Well, he's not going to listen to the podcast, so he, he will someday, I assume. And you know, yeah. by the time he's listening to the podcast, I hope we're good friends, and so I don't want to like spoil the friendship. So I'm going to keep it reined in. You can, you know what? Also, I I, a, even if he doesn't listen to the podcast, Jess, I don't want to scream at your child so that you and I can still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But I will say that um, some, sometime far off in the future, you're not going to be the only person who's still mad at something George did when he was four. <laughs> also fair. Also fair. Okay. So here we go. We're going to start out. I'm going to read you these four descriptions. And as usual, three of them are real and one of them is fake. So here we go. Bring it on. All right. This episode is called Nature. Uh, the friends plan a trip to the top of Gabba Mountain to visit DJ Lance's friend Barbara, a fuzzy butterfly voiced by Marissa Jarrett Woodoker. An animated segment features a Decemberist song called The Great Outdoors and Band of Horses performs Out in Nature. While Paul Shear, dressed as a giant leaf, tells Jack McBrayer the knock-knock joke of the day. Okay. Okay. It's like a fairly fun time on television. So Yo Gabba Gabba is not an animated show, except for these. There are animated segments. segments. There are live action segments. They're like people in full on suits. Okay. But they're they're miniature. So the special effect is that like you zoom in and it's like people in suits and you zoom out and they're little. Okay. They're toys that come to life. Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this next episode is called Doctor. Uh, when Tootie has a cold, she needs a visit from Dr. Tony, played by Anthony Bourdain, who prescribes rest and oh. orange juice and suggests mm. that her friends make her a healthy meal like chicken soup. Meanwhile, of Montreal performs bananas, rice, applesauce, toast, and Bismarcky's beat of the day is give a give a get wicka wicka well. <laughs> I, I fully believe that all of that is real and I'll be so it sad if it's not so much. because I'm going to look it up like almost as soon as we're done here well put a pin in that Josh because I feel like there's a couple of these you're going to want to look up Okay. R.I.P. Bismarck and Anthony Bourdain of course yeah sad yeah very sad uh, Bismarck by the way he did a lot of episodes of Yo Gabba Gabba he wasn't in every episode but he oh. frequently had a segment called Beat of the Day so, okay, that so we're just going to hear about yeah. Bismarck in the next two questions too I um, <laughs> he's in one of the other questions got but that it. doesn't mean anything it's not a 50-50 got it got it got it got okay. it all right so the next episode is called Farm the gang visits a farm owned by Farmer Josh played by Lost Josh Holloway in a hey. straw hat and bib overalls. Farmer Josh performs a song about farm chores before blasting off on a flying tractor, but he's back in time for the hoedown. Psychedelic rockers Dr. Dog perform When You're a Gardener, and the show also features a song by Irish electropop group The High Llamas called Living on a Farm. Oh, okay. I want to live on a farm. <laughs> With Josh High Llamas, Holloway? by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and finally... Fourth, the fourth episode I'm going to describe to you is called Library. Uh, Muno really wants to check out a book about teeth. So the gang learns all about libraries from Librarian Vic, played by alias's Victor Garber. Bismarcky teaches a beat of the day that's basically just shushing. An animated segment features Feist's hit song 1234, rewritten to be about the Dewey Decimal System, and Arcade Fire performs Look It Up. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Um... As usual, I'm not sure that I feel like there's a great tell here, Zed. 
Uh, are you having any strong inclinations to kick us off? I'd heard of the bands in, I think, three out of the four questions. Yeah, I think, well, I think like everybody is a person. Uh, like the bands, like there were They're a few that real. I. These are all real yeah, bands. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just pleased that you said indie rock bands, and yet I knew three out of four, or yeah. I guess six out of eight. Well, this is them. indie rock bands that are slightly before your time, Zed. Yeah. Well, yeah. These are, a lot of this is like sweet spot stuff for me. So it's, that's, that's mm-hmm. what I figured, Josh. Yeah, in terms of the bands. I would um, not have to explain who the bands are to you. No. Um, man, I'm going to be really bummed if the Bourdain one is fake. So I just want to assume that it's real. Okay. Because I really want to watch that. I really want to watch Holloway that. doing Yo Gabba Gabba in 2007 ish. I mean, that's when he's famous. You know, yeah. like it's lost as a thing still. It's like less of a thing, but like it's not really a get to have Josh Holloway after Lost. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to do the show, it's going to happen. Listen, don't disrespect Colony. That show got unfairly canceled. It was great. It sucks. All of these like save uh, blank shows. Come on, Netflix. And no one fought for Colony, you idiots. Unbelievable. Sorry, Doesn't he have like angry three again. seasons of a show that I've never heard of on Amazon? Yellowstone or something? Oh, he's in oh, one. Yeah. He's in one. He shows up in season three, I believe. Oh, okay. Nice try, Paramount Plus. It's still <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> nice, nice shot, though. I appreciate the effort. Okay, you're so not, do we think the Josh Holloway one is real? Eventually, one of these Farm lost baits is like going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the talent in the nature one? Jack McBrayer, Paul, Paul Shear. Shear. Um, you have Marissa Jarrett Winoker of uh, of Broadway fame. Zachary. Yep, and celebrity Big Brother fame. Uh-huh. Yes. I think it's going to be one of the ones that I'm going to be bummed doesn't exist, and so it's really mostly Bourdain or Josh Holloway. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I think like one of the lost ones is fake. And so I think we have to like pick one of the lost ones. Okay. I think now might be the time. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Josh Holloway, final answer. Okay. Um, well, I think you're going to be, you're going to be happy and sad. Yeah. Because yeah. you are incorrect. <laughs> yeah. um, that is that real. means it exists. Yeah, yeah. Means it exists. You can go look That's it up great. on YouTube. That's I great. watched the whole thing. It's wonderful. Um, Bourdain is also real. Thank God. Okay, good. It like uh, legit tears. Yeah. Um, the one that I uh, that I made up is the one uh, with Victor Garber in the library. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would have been happy about that too. <laughs> yeah, I would have watched that one. Yeah. Yeah. But they're they're all great. Like honestly, it, it, you can throw a rock and hit a Yo Gabba Gabba episode, and it's going to be fun. I love that. It's a great show. It's great. All right. So this next one. This next one is all written by the great Sarah Carradine, who um, I I did not believe that anything, any of these were real. And then I had to look it up um, independently and verify this. I had to check the facts. Um, This is indeed a real show that really aired and really was for children. I just just to set this up. Um, (laughs) This is an Australian children's television program. Um, (laughs) It is called Round the Twist. It is about a family who lives in a haunted lighthouse and it aired four seasons across the decades. It 
it aired on and off from 1989 to 2001 and they cast they recast all actors periodically um but yeah that, that's the setup it's an australian children's tv show about a family living in a haunted lighthouse round the twist round mm-hmm. the twist it is called i love the name it's a great name what an incredible name for a thing round yeah. the twist yeah it's wonderful yeah wow i really need to see this show I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna i'm gonna put it here um so the the children um the ones she mentions here are um there's 14 year old pete and his twin sister linda and then there's a younger kid named bronson like and then there's the parents i guess so all right just to bronson's a great name for a kid. A great name yeah, yeah. Keep that one yeah, keep oh, in. Yeah, we're gonna have kids. Your kid's so cute. What's his name? Bronson. <laughs> awesome. Is he named after Charles Bronson? Yeah. Or yeah. Alki? Yeah, you got a death wish. Yeah. Bronson. Yeah, it, it's great. Okay. Name so, after Pierce. Ooh. No, that's yeah. Brosnan. Brosnan. Bro- yeah, but we Maybe, got it wrong. We named him Bronson. Twins. He's named after Pierce, but we we only found out after the fact that it's Brosnan. What if you had twins and you named one Bronson and Bronson? Brosnan and Bronson? God. (laughs) That's a law office. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so all of that is to set set up this program. And um I I swear to you, three of these are real and one of them is fake. Okay. So to set all that up, um here we go. 14-year-old Pete Twist pees on a tree (laughs) and becomes impregnated by a tree spirit who declares she has fallen in love with him. Later in the episode, Pete gives birth to a tiny green baby by burping. (laughs) Unexpected non-consensual impregnation always makes me upset. This is a children's show? This is a children's show. Four kids. Four kids. I mean, it's called Round the Twist. It's, uh. Well, that's quite the twist, Zed. What a twist. What a okay. twist. Round it. So there's, that's, that's one episode. Here's another episode. Pete and his twin sister, Linda, are attacked by a flock of seagulls who can't stop shitting. <laughs> sure. Uh, Sarah wrote these. Excuse me. Flock of seagulls. Like the flock of seagulls, like collectively, the whole flock the whole just flock. as a, like, yeah. it's like a solidarity thing. Like, you're shitting, so I'm shitting. Yeah, pretty much. If you're I shitting, I'm shitting. Yep. We're all shitting. Yep. Doug okay. the seagulls, like, I'm not I doing it. I read a book it. today called Bloop Bloop Goes the Poop so many times. <laughs> There's been a lot of poop in my life today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I, I've been there. You be yes. quiet, Doug. We're all doing it. <laughs> Sam's not feeling well, so you're not feeling well. I feel fine. Shut up, Doug. The whole flock is doing yeah. it. The whole flock. I can't, Social pooping. I can't stop. Social pooping. Wow. Okay, so these okay. this flock of seagulls yep. can't stop shitting is the yes, terminology. Complete this is I think this is Sarah's terminology. Got it. I don't That's believe Sarah's that how they do it on the show, but I I couldn't change her words because it was just so evocative um completely covered in droppings the children shelter in a beach shack which is immediately engulfed in seagull poo they escape through the chimney uh that's a dangerous method of escape that's a vertical climb (laughs) i feel like uh like some ninja warrior stuff break through some more 
who yeah like what are they like coming into yes that's what i'm saying yeah and so then if like the force of the pressure they fall they drop they die Hmm. vertical climb is a terrifying way to get out of that situation what lessons are we learning by the way (laughs) does all children's show have to teach a lesson josh this is the whole point i don't know about have to i I assure you a lot of it does not okay (laughs) okay so next next episode linda discovers that her bum has been detaching itself at night and causing havoc in town yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean uh who hasn't been there who hasn't been there (laughs) <laughs> this is also the plot of a King Missile song, sort of. Oh yeah, that's a different part, so. though. Yeah, it's detachable. Yeah, it's detachable. my wayward bum. Yeah, <laughs> the children stealthily follow Linda's bum. This is where to- you get the phrase "bumming around." That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah, they manage to capture it, that lousy bum, and reattach it with the help of a mysterious stranger. That lousy bum. Um, is this a cartoon? I believe it is live action. Uh, you have an actor walking around without a butt? Yeah, so this is where I start to uh, question it because, like, how are they visually representing this? Uh, it's not nothing to uh, the now. The, bounce, the, bounce, bounce, bounce. No, 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 no. Let me just be clear Keep about the this. Actor? The wandering, <laughs> the wandering bum. I'm on board with <laughs> the the wayward butt that's causing havoc in town. That's fine. Yeah, that I got. The butt. I can see person. it. The buttless person, the the butt shirtless you person. Wear, you, you have pants with like a concave area. Well, you wear you wear like regular clothes, but then you have like a a green screen butt flap, like on old timey pajamas. <laughs> yeah, but what time? You know, we're talking uh, eighty nine to two thousand one. Are we doing that? Ninety three. I think it's possible there was green screen in ninety three. They made David green Bowie screen into butt flap. <laughs> You made David Bowie do a CGI owl in 1983. They got green screen butt flaps by 1990. I believe it. Okay. All right. So we're cataloging two potential instances of butt stuff here on Round the Twist. So far, Round the Twist is sounding like a great television show. (laughs) I'm going to binge watch this entire series, not with my child in the room, but Uh independently of that. Yeah. Okay, so finally, the final episode um, that we're going to describe to you today. Eight-year-old Bronson swallows a fish, which makes its way into his penis and turns the penis. (laughs) (laughs) Jess, are you all right? I can't look at you guys. I can't look at you guys. (laughs) Well, Josh, like, hit himself in his hat. He's, like, pulled down the brim. I'm keeping it together. I'm pretty poised. I haven't moved. I've been the picture of stoicism. Uh-huh, sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm not looking at you guys. I'm putting my hand over. All right. <clears throat> Eight-year-old Bronson swallows a fish, which makes its way into his penis and turns the penis into a propeller. <laughs> turns the penis into a propeller. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> With, with this added advantage, Bronson wins the school swimming carnival. I'm sorry. Added- <laughs> I want a tank here. I want to believe that they are all real. I think all of them are real. I, I, want, I, 
want to give a shout out to Sarah Carradine for breaking the quiz. <laughs> I think we're going to be able to beat this. All of the, every single one of them happen. Every episode, every one of them. No, you got to pick one. One of them is fake. I don't know. What am I supposed to do here? I don't know. They all got to be real. Oh, man. If one of them is real, then all of them are real. The Three of them one. are real. Ugh. Oh, was when he uh, pees on a tree, gets yes. pregnant, and has a green baby. By burping. By yeah, burping. let's go with that. Oh, gosh. Bronson swallows a fish and it ends up in his <laughs> penis. The way that it's written, it has the cadence of like little Bo Peep has lost your sheep and can't, doesn't know where to find them. I can't. Oh, no. It's like the start of a nursery rhyme gone very oh, wrong. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh, Sarah. I'm literally in tears. Uh, yes, yes oh, am I. Boy. I have not oh, laughed gosh. this hard at a mope troll quiz <laughs> since AJ Mass's reality show of the chimpanzee. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, uh, I okay. want to say the pregnant tree. Sure. Okay, pregnant tree. We're locking it in. Yeah. You're incorrect. Fine. Uh, the detachable bum is the, <laughs> the bum flaps. Bum flap. But I will say, like Sarah provided, Come on. Sarah provided episode titles here. And I did not include the episode titles that she gave me because the fake episode title she gave for the butt episode, I felt like it gave it away. Got it. Because there is, in fact, a children's book called The Day My Butt Went Psycho. The Day My Butt Went Psycho. (laughs) And that is that's what she called the fake episode. I'm like, well, there's a children's book called that. And they have read it. I have not. I've read it. I have not read this book. I don't recommend it. But if you're eight years old, it's pretty it's pretty much up your humor alley. I will give you that. The fish. Yeah. The fish. The fish that turns Bronson's penis into a propeller is real. It's real. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Round of the twist. Bronson smiles. All right. Well, now at this point, I feel like there isn't another round of the twist coming right now, right? We're we're past it. We've got one more set of questions here. But, but not on Round the Twist? <laughs> no. All right, so cool. No, so I'm but- just going to quickly... Uh, Round the Twist has a has an intro available that I am going to play for us here on the podcast, yes! folks. Give me just a quick second. Oh, boy. As I set that up. Uh, I have no idea what we are getting ourselves into uh, as we Round the Twist. Uh, it's the 1989 intro for Round the Twist. Uh, I hope everybody is ready for this. I don't Round- think we can possibly. We never be. will be. Okay. Um, silence all cell phones. Round the twist theme song starting now. <laughs> it's just the title is bouncing all over the screen. Is that a mannequin? Wow. Is a kid with an oversized shirt who's running around? They're all scared of stuff. This is extremely 1989. Oh, some kid just got knocked out of the block. <laughs> he got beamed. He just unearthed the skull. A human skull. One kid just almost said, oh, 
Oh, sick guitar moves. That kid looked like Macaulay wow. Culkin. Wow, two adults were French kissing. Like full-on tongues, real yeah. tongues. There's a fire-breathing dragon Queen and a kid eyes. who I have to assume was Bronson who was it consumed by the us. fire at the end of the song. Consumed by the fire? Yeah. You got fire. Consumed <laughs> okay. by the fire. Okay, Bill. Yeah. Yesterday, I watched Round the Twist. <laughs> well, Great show from yesteryear. Josh, you're going on vacation. You're probably going to need a show to binge. Your assignment is to go watch this entire series and come I'm, back to us. I'm like, I'm feeling Round of the Twist. Same. He's going to watch it before vacation. He's going to watch it tonight. Like tonight. Yo Gabba Gabba. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Yo Gabba Gabba. Take a back seat to Round the Twist. Incredible. Round the Twist. Wow. Never heard of such a thing. Um, we're going to need to get Sarah Carradine on a special, uh, I think this is a post-show recaps patron yeah. podcast about <laughs> Round the Twist. Sarah, we'll be in touch. You know the phrase means like, they've gone round the twist means like they've gone off the deep end. They've gone crazy. Yeah, clearly yeah. they have. Okay. Round yeah. the twist. I, I, they've uh-huh. been around the twist a couple of times. <laughs> round the twist. Well, because of the staircase in the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, more and more around the twist every day. We're going to do that. We'll do that uh, with Sarah and the Mole Patrol for the Posha Recaps patrons. Yeah. We'll you get know, that going. Round the twist. I was looking for a new Australian show to binge watch. That's been my thing lately. <laughs> Here it so, is. Here it is. Yeah. Okay. We're going to close things out tonight with an oldie but a goodie. I'm sure that this is a, this is a franchise you are both very familiar with. And I think maybe I'm taking a little pity on you here, but um, we're going to be talking about episodes of the Smurfs. Okay. Yeah, sure. I know that. Familiar with the I've Smurfs? Seen a little bit, but not much. So little blue guys. Chased mm-hmm. um, by the anthropomorphic representation of capitalism in the form of Gargamel. Yeah, sure. Heard of okay. that. All right. So, heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so, here we go. These are four episodes of the Smurfs. Man, I should have closed with Round of Twist because yeah, I don't know how it's hard to be. You can't talk that. Oh, man. All right. So, you're going Round the Twist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what an incredible theme song. It ends up in his penis. Yes, yeah, it turns into a <laughs> propeller and he wins the swim race. <laughs> and this is with after his, his older his siblings escape death by a flock of seagulls perpetually shitting all over them. <laughs> and are non-consensually <laughs> impregnated by a tree. All of that's real. Oh, all of that God. is real. Are you going around the twist? <laughs> Sarah Carradine, you've broken the quiz. Oh, by now I've already DM'd Sarah Carradine with the words, <laughs> round the twist! <laughs> well, it's like the middle of the day over there, so it's a it's a great time. Yeah, great timing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, the Smurfs. So here are some episodes from the Smurfs, and you tell me which one of these is one that I made up. Okay. Gargamel shapes a magical lump of blue clay into a Smurfette and sends her to the Smurf village to serve as a saboteur. The Smurfs set to work making her feel welcome, and when she confesses that she's taking orders from Gargamel, Papa Smurf takes pity on her, changing her hair color from black to blonde, giving her high heels, and making her nose smaller. Okay. The next betrayal. Yeah. The next betrayal, yes. Hmm. All right. So when Lazy Smurf, there's Lazy Smurf. <laughs> sure. When Lazy Smurf is bitten by a mysterious fly, he turns purple, develops super strength, and begins hopping around yelling, Gnap, Gnap! 
he can pass the purples along by biting other Smurfs on the butt. And the purpleness spreads throughout the village while Papa Smurf searches for a cure. In the original comic, the Smurfs turned black, which is obviously problematic for a host of reasons. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Several Smurfs are out collecting Smurf berries when a large one-eyed ogre lures them into a cave and traps them, intending to sell them to Gargamel. Brainy Smurf tricks the ogre into thinking that his name is Nobody, so that when Gargamel comes to collect, the ogre says he has nobody in the cave. The Smurfs then escape by hiding under the ogre's sheep when they go out to graze. Okay. And finally, this is a Smurf Christmas episode. Um, Papa Smurf rescues a pair of children who are lost in the woods. These are human children, not Smurf children. Uh, when he gives them treats and presents, naturally, they mistake him for Santa Claus because Papa Smurf, you know, red hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gargamel kidnaps the children and sells them to a mysterious stranger in, a, in exchange for a magical scroll that will destroy the Smurf village. The stranger then takes the children to a field and apparently opens a portal to hell, but the Smurfs use the power of song to close the portal and free the kids. The power of song also rebuilds the devastated Smurf village just in time for Christmas. It's a powerful song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. So we have Saboteur Smurfette. Yeah. Uh, the the this this bra- is it brainy smurf that says nobody's in the cave and then yep. they escape in the sheep yep uh christmas smurfs mm-hmm. and um biting on the butt oh yeah the purples yep i've got nothing i gotta tell you i'm still just stuck on round <laughs> me too me too yeah. Oh no, it's oh, no, not again. <laughs> yeah, I just like can't get past this. There's a lighthouse, as you said, the round the twist comes up on there. They're with mannequins, they're looking up at the sky like something terrible has happened. Are you <laughs> one kid's wearing a mask like they know? And I mean like a pandemic mask. Uh, one person is doing some again. The kid just gets knocked out with a box. Why is like, there a looks, human skull? He looks dead. I think it's Bronson. And then there's like two. There's two like corporate greedy uh, people. Again, the French kissing that happens. One person has night vision goggles. Yeah. And then poor Bronson gets consumed by a dragon at the end of it. Are there other intros? Like, should we be comparing and contrasting the intros over? We'll save it for the Round the Twist podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. Zed, this is your show. I have no idea what's going on with oh, Smurfs. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I have. I'm, I didn't even, I barely heard the question. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll, just pick, I, I'll pick, I'll I, just pick, I'll just pick three. I'll go question I, I three. I this up. I have this up horribly. I should have done this one second and saved around the twist for like the end of all podcasts. I, like, I, I, I barely, I, like, I heard the smurf, the smurfette question, and then I, I, I completely tuned out because I was I'm just still thinking about round the twist one because of the next betrayal and saboteur. Okay. All right. So, one-eyed ogre is the incorrect one. Um, is the made-up one because that is actually a plot point from Homer's The Odyssey. And the other ones are plot points from the Smurfs. I didn't even, I don't know. I, I, I did not even hear the questions. 
I don't know. That was supposed to be funny, and it's not funny because round the twist. Yeah, it has consumed all of our brain space. I I I have the song in my head now. It's it's never gonna go away. It's like yeah. Have you ever? This is how it goes. Have you ever felt like this? How strange things happen. Are you going around the twist? Yeah. The thing is, though, it looks like. I mean, apart from like the cheesy stuff, it looks like a shitty children's show that I mean, nine-year-olds like would watch. Kind yeah, it looks of. like Wishbone. It looks like... um, But madness. Yeah. But it's- madness is the <laughs> fake answer. <laughs> yes. On Round the Twist. But th- there's no hint of penis fish anywhere in this. We we lost the quiz, but we, we won yeah. uh, as well. The, I think we've the all won. The real quiz was the, the Round the Twist we met along the way. Real, the, the, the real quiz was the, the twist we yeah. rounded along the way. Yeah, yeah The yeah, Round yeah. Howard along the way. Yeah. Round My Howard God. the Twist. Round Howard how, the Twist. How are we ever doing another quiz? That's how we ever... <laughs> Have we ever do a quiz? The quiz no is strange things happen. It's it's done. It's gone. No oh more quiz. Gosh. It's the Mall Patrol quiz twist. Just just um, keep giving us more around the twist plot. Yeah, I would be down. I, I feel like if she did the most ludicrous ones, I read all the descriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Is are those the only three episodes like that? Um what else happens on Round the Twist? I want to know. We'll do it. Where a child suddenly has a propeller on his penis because he ate a fish. How do they do that? Like, how are they like airing that? Like, that's my other question. Crazy yeah. things will happen. Have you ever felt like this? I haven't. <laughs> There's an episode called "Without My Pants." <laughs> Don't leave home without them. But not without your butt. List of yeah. round the twist episodes. Here we go. <sighs> no, don't tell me right now. No, uh, the, no, no. Too All much, right. too much it, overload. Too much overload. Podcast. Too much overload. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta savor it. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do a special one-off uh, over at, over at PSR. Oh, there gosh. are books. There's firm, a set of that's books. Firm PSR territory. We'll get there. Um, all right. Uh, we got to wrap it up here. This is hysterical. I laughed so hard tonight. Thank you both. I just had such a great time. Thank you, everyone who's listening to the patrol. We're having so much fun doing it. Um, Next week, Zed and Jess are back. I am not. It's all spoilers all the time. So if you're just watching this week by week and you're unspoiled, don't listen to next week's podcast. They'll give you copious spoiler warnings at the top of the show. So you'll know. Don't wander into it by accident. Uh, It's the all spoiler edition of Mole Patrol season two. So they will give you all of that good stuff. Jess is at Haymaker Hattie. Zed is at Hard Rock Hope. Email them both. Mole Patrol at robhasawebsite.com Did I miss anything? You changing your Twitter handle to around the twist Howard, Howard the right twist. now? Yeah, at round Howard the twist. <laughs> Have you ever? No, I can't. I'm DMing Sarah right now. I'm telling her she broke the quiz. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, uh, yeah she has night. responded to me with LOLs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, Indeed. Gonna, Much laughing out loud has occurred yes, this evening. Yes. Have you ever is what I'm sending her. <laughs> Have you ever felt like this? All right. I'm gonna be up all night. When strange like things that. happen. Oh, are you going round the twist? Is what I've just sent her. Oh, in it's such DMs. a long work day tomorrow. And there's no way I could fall asleep right now. Yeah, gotta binge watch all of Round the Twist. <laughs> all right. Well, we've God. got our priorities straight. We'll be back next week, or they'll be back next week. I shall not be. I'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks we've got episode eight. Until then, everybody take care. Go round the twist. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh.
round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.